0: Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward-Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking, real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Uh, Welcome everybody to the FTCA podcast. This is also being live streamed through our various FTCA affiliate pages and networks and you can share it wherever you want as well. I'm being joined today by Dr. Do they get to call you doctor in England?
1: Uh, As long as we say doctor of chiropractic we're okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Chris Chippendale. It's a pleasure to finally meet you and talk to you and we're going to get to you in a second after we go through our housekeeping housekeeping today is that we have sponsors and partners for the forward thinking chiropractic alliance you can always check us out at forwardthinkingchiro.com our partners and sponsors let's go through the sponsors they're hyper jane drop release t tool china gel the smart chiropractor gestalt education and one that's not on our visual list here for those live streaming is CairoUp.com, so be sure to check out those sponsors. Our partners, we support two entities. We have, <clears throat> you know, your sponsor dues and the the finances we get from events and all these other things. We try to support our two partners in this process. One is uh, World Spine Care, and the other is Carl, the Chiropractic Academy of Research Leadership. Uh, we support those two endeavors one tries to snuff out the epidemic of low back pain throughout the world and the other creates excellent chiropractic researchers to further the research agenda of chiropractic around the world that being said uh, uh one more piece of housekeeping here from the ftca side of things is we do have our first live event in a long time coming up i don't know what thing happened in the world that prevented us from having live events it's been a while, but we're getting back into it we're getting back slow so you've got to listen to this because it's a warning, we are having our first live event in I think this would count as three years. Um, and we're going to do it in New Orleans in September 2022 but we're doing it very small, so our last events had something like three, four hundred people at it. We are going to smush it down into about a hundred people. So when you see this event being launched, it's very soon, and we announce all of our speakers and all that, and the tickets go live. You'll probably have to jump on it pretty fast because the tickets will go fast if you really, really, really want to go. If you don't know what the live events are all about, it's all good. You will get the FOMO, and you will see the pictures, and you'll hear about it later, and you will miss out, and that's how it goes. So be ready when tickets go live because they'll be gone pretty quick. Now the the housekeeping we need to do for this talk that we're going to have is we are live streaming and we are podcasting at the same time so if you're listening to the podcast there might be some temporally related conversations going on here as far as uh, offers or deals for uh, courses or classes um, if you miss the offer contact uh, Dr. Chris or contact us at FTCA and we'll see what we can do for you if you have listen this like a month later or whatnot, two or three months later, we'll see what's still active for you. Um, also, if Dr. Chip uh, Chippendale says specifically that there's something going on right now in the live stream and it's there's like a expiration date to it, you got to jump on it really quick because you might miss it, uh, this temporal stuff. So uh, when we get started, Chris, I want to ask you this question right now let's settle this debate right here it's a debate that's the oldest time do you have an accent or do i have
1: an accent (laughs) i'm uh yeah i'm gonna cop out on that and say i think we both have accents (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a little more used to mine maybe and that's
0: the that's going to be kind of the theme of this conversation is uh is communication, pace and communication, understanding each other and meeting somewhere in the middle, right? That's a lot of yeah. what we're gonna be talking about. That's today. that's a
1: really nice segue, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: what are you who are you? What do you do and why do you what are you passionate about when it comes to this profession or healthcare in general and taking care of people?
1: So uh, I'm I'm a second generation chiropractor. I kind of grew up, my dad was a chiro, um, my parents ran clinics and I I just i was the weird kid when i was five who didn't want to be like an astronaut or a race car driver at five i was like i want to be a chiropractor um and my parents were pretty smart and they were like let's nudge him do you want to do medicine do you want to do something else like don't just go into this but it all looked kind of boring compared to that um so i graduated uh 11 years ago from the welsh institute over in wales and I knew communication was pretty important. Um, I was quite lucky. I had a quite a good head start in a number of ways, but I didn't really have a mentor. Uh, My dad had retired a while before that. Um, So I had to learn a lot of that stuff on my own. And really the first few years for me were trying different things, trying different ways of connecting, explaining things. Um, And over time that kind of morphed into then me teaching associates, teaching colleagues, started giving a few talks. And since 2017, i've been coaching and training other chiropractors in their communication skills specifically patient-centered communication skills um, which is why i love ftca because i know that's what we're all about um so yeah i've been doing that for the last few years and it's great because it's really pushed me to learn a lot more myself I mean, you know this with csa as well like if you want to know how well you know something try and teach it because people are quite good at finding the thing you don't really know and asking some questions about it so yeah i've been doing that but i still like i work full-time in practice um we've got a team of other chiros massage therapists i'm i'm big on new graduate education as well um so i do some stuff with the royal college of chiropractors i do their communication for their postgrad course as well um so there's a few different things going on there but i'd say yeah full-time chiropractor and communication patient-centered care That that's my thing that's what i really enjoy that's what i love teaching as well
0: so let's get this out of the way before we get too deep into the weeds with our conversation. You have a course, you have a thing that you are. I mean, we don't have to be shy about it. You're promoting it. You're excited about it. It gives, it delivers quality information uh, to for people to upskill their game. And so we shouldn't be shy saying you're promoting it. You're putting it on, and you're taking registrations for it. Uh, so please do explain it. We want to explain it early into the podcast
1: so that it doesn't get lost and then we'll bring yeah. it up again at the end definitely this is good because this is this is being british we get a little bit shy about selling no so this, uh, no
0: i get it like shoot
1: out of my comfort zone which is yeah, exactly yeah. My of the course this is good so um no yeah well I've, this is I've,
0: chiropractic as well like people get people yeah. have good stuff and then they get really nervous about talking about it because yeah. there's a stigma between
1: behind the selling part, right? You want to be one of those chiropractors. Yeah, you're Yeah,
0: Chippendale's just a guru, man. You're just a guru, <laughs> man.
1: You're, you're all yeah. You're Yeah, I got my, my six step process, my simple story. <laughs> um yeah. So that, and that's been a cool thing about this course is it's been it's putting me back in that imposter syndrome that I had 10 years ago. Um of like, oh is this do people want to know this? Um but yeah so basically I um down hit and I realized that would have been a really good time to have an online course. Um, and I did the first year going. I should do that and didn't. Um, but eventually last year, I pulled my finger out and I took the seminars that I've been teaching on communication, how to connect, build trust, rapport with patients, how to explain things simply and put it into an online course. So we ran the first group of that started September last year, um, and basically created it with the, with the course of the members, which is really good fun and then since then that's finished i've been revamping it adding new content adding new material so we're pre-launching the happy patient project at the moment with the pre-launch basically what's happening is this week and it actually ends at midnight uk time which is in just under six hours that was like
0: four hours ago who knows what
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um It's finishing tonight. So if people really want to get the jump on it, they can do that. Essentially, it's an online course. It's 14 hours um, and it goes right through some of the stuff, some of the headspace things, fine tuning the way you're approaching your patients to begin with. And then we go through social styles model, which is a great way to really identify their communication style. Um, Mistake I made for quite a few years was trying to be the kind of chiropractor I thought they wanted instead of what they wanted. So we go through that and then we get basically go through the patient's journey. So the initial encounter, the first impressions, the history, the exam, reporter findings, reviews, and then talking about maintenance care. where well, that's appropriate as well. Um, I'm revising that a little bit because the, the Nordic Maintenance Group just put out the maintain tool recently. Which yeah. Some of you might have seen, which is a really cool questionnaire looking at whether they're going to respond well to maintenance. So yeah. I'm actually going to be that's one of the upgrades we're doing soon is we're going to add that into the course as well um But essentially, that's it. It's online course. I've put in loads of little strategies to try and keep people going. This is the statistic I learned the other day that 85% of online courses don't get finished. That's and I think true. 30% of people have never even start it. Um, yeah, that's which true. I'm sure you guys know as well. I probably know um, better than anyone else. Yeah, so I put in loads of little extra things to try and keep momentum going. We got about 50% of the the trial group completing the course, which I was really quite happy with, given that 30% still didn't start. So the majority of people who started did complete it. Um, There's quite a few extra resources, and you've got access to me as well. So if people, they're not sure about something, they can ask questions. There's a a members-only group and things like that um yeah so that's essentially the project this pre-launch phase we're doing this because the content is all done but i'm just refining how it's presented so we're taking some of the longer videos and chopping them up a little bit um so they're smaller bite sized ease to digest so anyone who enrolls at the minute there's a 20 percent discount um with the caveat that you're not seeing the completely polished version but you get all the content and you'll just notice over the next week or two some of the videos might move around a little bit yeah it's funny uh,
0: you notice, kind of like in your career as it evolves, you become a minor expert in things you you would think you would never become an expert in. You know, we spend so much of our educational time primarily beginning learning so much about biology and and the the uh, organic chemistry and biochemistry and biomechanics and all these things that are really important to our careers. And then we evolve into the medical and clinical side of things. But then, when you get into your career, you start to you, you're already an expert in that stuff. And then you start to become an expert in these things. You never thought you would like, like I've somehow become an expert in these online things like memberships and, <laughs> and yeah. online courses and continue. I never thought I would become uh, an expert in continuing education <laughs> and things of that nature. But what you're talking about is called a founding member launch
1: Yeah. in the yeah. technical
0: world. So people get a sort of a discount up front because they're the test subjects, right? They're going to go through your course and they're going to tell you what's not working for them and what is working yeah
1: this is it's sort of the second iteration because that was when we launched this september we just had 30 dcs and that was the i mean it was actually good fun because i said to them you're buying a course that doesn't exist like i haven't made this but (laughs) i'm committing every week i'm going to give you an hour and i'm going to tell you what's coming up and i want you to ask questions like oh I don't know how to get, like, we talk about report findings. Where do you get stuck? So they were submitting questions about where they get stuck on things. And I was going, great. Well, we're going to add that into that. And Um, it creates the program. Yeah, exactly. And it was was really good fun because it was nice to have that feedback from people. Um, It was nice to see that, you know, I did kind of know what I was talking about somewhat, that people were going, yeah, this is actually useful. But at the same time, it made it tailored for a whole group of decent, quite an international group as well. We had some from Australia, some from Europe, a couple in America. Um, so you are gonna have to put up with the British accent regardless on the course. But other than that, it's not yeah. geared country specific. So um, yeah, it was it was really good fun to then do that with people and have this whole community going. Um how so the, kind of- uh, yeah, the FCCA got
0: started too. Yeah, was. I mean, if, if, if there was a way back machine to see the earliest posts in the FTCA, it was basically, if you looked at my posts in the social media groups, it was like, what do you want? Hmm. Yeah, we're all here and we all sort of agree on some basic things. Um, but what do you guys actually want? Like, what do we want to do now? Okay, we're all in the same room and we're at the same party. So what music do we want to play? What, you know, yeah. what hors d'oeuvres do you want to eat? Like, are we ordering pizza or what? So what do you guys want? And they let you know. And I think that's a great metaphor for younger docs to understand about their practices as well as customer service providers, as healthcare providers is as patients come in, they're going to let you know what they want. And like you said before, you, you thought you knew what people wanted from their chiropractor. Mm. it probably came out a lot different once you actually started to see patients and they, they started telling you, and we do have that conundrum, you know, of like, well, I'm a doctor, so they're going to get my doctor stuff because yeah. I'm the doctor and I'm the one who's in charge here. Yeah. Have, yeah. 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 We have those people. I get it. I understand where you're coming <laughs> from, but, uh, that's no way to run a business. I mean, the customer is always right. Even when they're wrong, they're yeah. always giving you some sort of idea. If you if you listen hard enough, you're gonna learn a lot from somebody who's who's given you the feedback, whether you yeah. like the feedback or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you listen, that's that's a big little caveat right there. And
0: if I've learned anything from before. from running this FTCA, is you're gonna get a lot of negative feedback if you put your neck out there. Um and you and you it's not bad to listen to it. It's not gonna hurt you.
1: <laughs> no, I can wait. And that's that's been really good with this. But I mean, I um so we're about social styles, like I'm a driver, so I'm about just like let's get it done, let's go. So I had literally somebody signed up a few days ago, and there was some glitches on a couple of the videos. And he's like, "Yeah, this isn't working. That doesn't seem to be working." Yeah. Like, has anybody watched this? Because this bit doesn't. Seem... And he was kept coming back. Like, man, look, I'm like, you can already tell what style I am. I mean, he's like, <laughs> really, I'm not trying to criticize. I'm really happy with it. But I was like, no, please, like, keep this coming, because yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, unless I'm going to sit down for 14 hours and watch through the whole course today. Like, I'm, you're going to pick this stuff a lot better than I am.
0: Yeah. And let's Um, talk about social styles for sure. I think social styles is a great place to go because we've both talked about it before inside the chiropractic success Academy. We recommend, uh, we can't make anybody do anything, but we highly recommend that people get something called a Colby index score and the Colby Mm -hmm. index. It's a personality index, not about your personality per se, but how you act with your personality. And it'll give you like like a, yeah, it's a behavioral index. So ironically, both Kevin Christie and I, who operate the chiropractic success Academy have the same exact Colby index score and the power of the Colby index score is then it can, it tells you how to design a staff or a team of virtual assistants or a a team of associates around you that can complement it. So Kevin and I are, we are both quick starters. We get an idea and we go, I got an idea. I got to go. But we're also fact finders. So we want to make sure that our idea sort of checks out, you know, that it's not ridiculous. You know, there's some evidence base yeah, around you're it. Just
1: leaping into the unknown.
0: But once it's clear, we go. But then when we go, there is zero follow through. <laughs> I, I will create till the end of time. I'll create content, I'll create videos, virtual summits, events. Uh, I will go, but I need someone with me that can actually follow through on the back end how so pick if, up
1: the pieces in your way and go pick oh, okay, up those yeah. put this on and sweep yeah. up
0: all the bowls in the china shop that i've knocked over
1: yeah my um, my practice manager is that for me um <laughs> <completely>. <laughs> my ceo helped me with the call same thing it's like okay chris like how does it fit together like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how so, do you classify these things in your mind or what you've learned how, what classifications do you have
1: so I, I really like the social styles model, um, particularly for clinical practice. I'm, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a bit of a personality geek, not personality, um, psychology geek. Um, so I'd li- I, I like all the different models, like Myers-Briggs, you've got DISC, you've got Enneagram. Like I've learned quite a lot about myself for all of them, but most of them are just too complex to use in the clinic. Absolutely. Like Enneagram for me personally, it's a little bit esoteric, but that I, that's really helped me. You're not going to work out which of the nine types of your patients or which of the 16 Myers nice group they are. It's way too complex. And it's all based on personality, which is inner thoughts and feelings. And people filter that stuff. Absolutely. They're not going to tell you all that. So especially
0: with their doctor, they hide all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, you know, you have the people coming in going, Oh, I need to be this kind of patient because they want me to do XYZ. Um, so social styles I love because it's it's like you say, like they call me, it's that behavior. So you're just looking at the outside. You're looking at how does this person communicate with me? What's the body language? What's the tone? What's the speed? What are they focused on? And it gives you four styles. So you have two axes, if you imagine. You've got left to right is how do they assert themselves, which is do they tell you what they want or do they ask? Are they a little bit more subtle? So the example I give for this is the tell base says, let's go for lunch, whereas the ask base will say, should we go for lunch? So tell-based
0: and chiropractic is, I just need you to crack my back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the Can you is, this yeah. yeah I need you to do that. And then, yeah, those ask-based ones, they'll be a little bit more subtle. They'll be asking quite a few questions. Um, so that's the extra, that kind of roughly correlates with introvert, extrovert. It's not the same dimension, but that's a pretty good proxy. So the extroverts will tend to be tell-based, the introverts will tend to be ask-based, but that's not an exact thing. Um, And then on the y-axis, you've got um, how they relate to emotion. Do they try and control the emotion they express or do they just try and express the emotion? So people who control, it's not that they're emotionless or that they're cold, but they really, they will filter their emotions based on what they want you to see. Um, So I'm quite high in this control element. It doesn't mean that I'm a robot, but if I want to seem like I'm I'm on the podcast, I'm going to seem like I'm a happy guy, I'm going to really try and appear happy. So I, I control what you see from my behavior, whereas the expressives, which is my wife, are just like, no, I, I need to express this emotion. I need to get this out there. I, yeah, I can't remember no what mess with that. Um, so that's, that's the kind of difference you end up with there, And that gives us four styles. And the nice thing with it is it's not just which of these four buckets do they go into, but you can plot them on that X and Y axis. So I'm very, very tell based. I'm somewhat control emotion, which puts me in the driver category, which is like, it's very similar to the quick starter that you mentioned, but I can easily go into the expressing emotion, which is the expressive. So the, the expressives are more, they're like really charismatic speakers. They're the life and soul of the party. Um, we joke, we've got a couple of expresses on our team and it's like, you know, when they're in the clinic, there can be three closed doors between me and Penny when she comes in. I know when Penny's in, you can hear her. <laughs> and my wife's very much that as well. Um, so i'm more in the driver but i can slip into the expressive pretty easy and early in my career well my life actually i pretended to be an expressive for most of my life because that's who i thought was the right kind of chiropractor i was like be expressive that's what people want um so i got really good at practicing that i wasn't very good at practicing going across to the r space so particularly with the focus on communication that's been a big area of growth for me is learning to slow down ask more questions, not be just right. Let's do this. You do that. I'm going to do this. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Uh, There's a
0: subtle shift there because we were talking about patients and their ways of communicating or expressing, and we just flipped it to the chiropractors ways of communicating and expressing. You need to
1: factor in both. Yeah. Cause it's, um, the, the just to quickly recap the other two on the R space, the control are called analyticals. So they're the perfectionists. You know them because they ask you loads of questions. What's that doing? What's what's actually happening when you do that or when it makes that pop? You know, they want detail and they want data and they want to sit back and take their time to think about the answer. Um, and then you have the amiables who really they're just after connection. They want to feel like that you know each other, you understand each other, you know, that empathy, that rapport. They're the ones who ask genuinely how your weekend was. And they will remember your spouse's name and ask how they remember that you've got two kids and a dog. Um, And so they're more the ask based, but they're in the express emotion. And what you find is when somebody's, if they're sort of across from you, they share one attribute, but they don't share another. You can get on with them. There might be a bit of clash, but it's not too hard to connect. You'll you'll miss each other occasionally. But when it's diagonal, so drivers and the amiables or expressives oh. and the analyticals, there's a big clash because you guys just don't speak the same language at all. And this is usually when, chiro- when I ask chiropractors, who do they struggle with? Sometimes if they're not sure on their style, I go, who's your most difficult patients? And they go, oh those people who just ask questions all the time they're so slow like yeah you're probably expressive because they clash with the analytical um so that that's a really important thing to factor in. is where are you and then where is this patient and then the key step is to go right how are you going to get nearer them because you're not going to bring them to that's you. right that's, not mean, job. that's the
0: key and that's yeah. the key that a lot of young docs don't understand because they are them a lot of young people in general especially if we do graduate a lot of very young people who don't have a lot of exposure to a lot of different types of human beings, they've been around their peer group, most mm-hmm. of their lives, they, they don't get this concept. So, you, you know, you'll, I know you have them too. And they come to me too. And they're like, I'm, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, am not seeing enough patients. I don't have enough patients or they, they leave me or whatever. And then you <laughs> kind of di- you kind of dig into the, the doctor's personality or profile. And it's a strong personality, right? So Mm. on this on either axis x or y they're living like way out towards a fringe, yeah, towards an edge, and they have a hard time coming to the middle. If we want to keep it linear, we can talk about it almost like on a political belief spectrum. So whether you're like, on the far left, somebody on a far left perspective, has a real hard time communicating with anyone who's like, right, of the center, right? And and vice versa, if somebody's far right, they're having a hard time communicating whatsoever with someone on the far like they can't come to the center to just listen. So without the ability to like you have, and you've just already expressed in your conversation where you can change where you fit on the axis, based on who is in the room with you, if you can't change that, and you're not comfortable being able to change that your listening style and communication style, not your beliefs don't I'm not saying change your beliefs yeah, can. change your communication style to match theirs in a way that you can express these ideas that lead to them getting healthier you know completing their care doing things that are important for them to take care of themselves uh you know self-sufficiency and all that if you can't do that yeah people disappear on you yeah yeah all of a sudden I don't fi- I can't figure out why I don't have any patients in my office
1: yeah. oh it's because they, they, they got better yeah the they all got
0: better and <laughs> it's not better because you're an asshole, asshole. they it's never not, come back for a third <laughs> it's not because you're an asshole at all
1: it's just that yeah. you didn't jive yeah which is fine because you can't like some people I, I had a uh, patient earlier today who is not my style it's quite a big disconnect and it took effort from me it you know it was harder work for me I couldn't just be my natural self I've got to yeah. go okay let me try and slow down a bit. Let me focus a little bit more on, on the emotional side of things, which which I know is really important, but still it's not my default. And, you know, having practiced that, I'm now, I'm, I'm stretchier. It's like my comfort zone has expanded yeah. and my stretch zone has expanded. I can be like the tail based, I'm pretty far on the extreme, but I can comfortably, you know, the bungee cord that's tying me there is pretty long. I can come and I can stretch that out. I'll still go back. And whenever we're stressed out, that stretch zone and comfort zone shrink. So that's often a good tell of what style somebody is. Is when they're stressed, they're not able to be as they fast. go right
0: back to where they yes, go right like, back. I'm
1: stressed me. out. I'm dry. <laughs> I like want to take control and just do stuff. Like
0: snap stuff. right back into their yeah. original personality. So having Absolutely. that
1: versatility is, is really key. And it's it's funny you mentioned politics. There's a book um, I recommend it in the course actually called The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Yeah, I love Jonathan Haidt. Talking about the political, the moral, even the religious elements of it as well. And he says, look, it's it's not about changing your beliefs to being in the center. It's if you can understand people on the other end of the political spectrum, they just value different things, then you can have a productive conversation. And that's actually informed this course. And it's something I recommend to everyone on the course. now. Is like, look, if you can understand why people have different values, then you can at least understand where they're at. Like, yeah, my... Uh, My father-in-law has very, very different beliefs to me, very different. And we value completely different things. And when I was younger, I struggled with that. I would sort of sit there and bite my tongue. But now having read that book and having practiced that versatility, that flexibility, we can have a nice conversation. I still walk away going, I disagree with him about most of this stuff, but I'm not there trying to change his mind, and I'm not there being triggered or sitting there biting my tongue. Like it still takes effort, but less effort. It's, you know, almost like going to the gym. It's like, I've worked out, I've got stronger. It's still, you know, lifting up a 50 kilo weight is still work, but it's less work. And I'm not like completely gassed and straining muscles. and bones.
0: Yeah. It's a tough walk to walk in this sort of like cancel culture. We have, it's one of the reasons I've respected you for quite a while is I think you understand, uh, what, whatever angle people have, I mean, I don't care about the angles per se, and you can, you can walk it through your mind and then still be respectful on the other end and not sort of like shut them out for, I, I don't know how many conversations we had in the FCC of like, uh, somebody coming in and saying, putting up a post. Like I had a patient today who, I don't know, like had a swastika tattoo, you know, I, I should, I should kick them out of the office. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone's like, yeah, screw those Nazis, get them out of here. It's like, you know, you've, you've, I, I get that, but let's put a pause button on that for a second. They're also humans. There's like, a, there's, is there nuance around Nazis? Mm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I do I, want I, to point I, out this is not a real example, Bobby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this was actually a post. Yes, there was actually. What was a post it? Post oh, okay. I don't. Somebody this is, came I mean, in it's not they one I came in. Treating a like, patient, and they lifted okay, the patient's wow. shirt up, and when they lifted the patient's shirt up, they saw a swastika tattoo. Oh, and they said, wow. Okay. You know, how do I get this patient out of my office? And you would say about 80% of the people who responded were like, basically F that Nazi kick them out as soon as you can, I'd say about 20%. Uh, you know, if you went through the posts were like, well, that's a human being, you should Mm. hear them out. You you don't know how they got to that situation. You don't know whether they've, uh, recovered. Uh, uh, what, what would you call it rescinded, Mm. uh, you know, recovered from that situation realized they made a mistake when they were younger. Um, know but the gamut the gamut was not it wasn't equal it was definitely much more intolerance than it was tolerance
1: well it's if if you're going to type i think this is a problem with it being online as well Is that somebody puts a post? if you want to throw in your two cents the quickest and easiest way to be is like screw nazis it's like yeah yeah, no, no one's going to fight me for this but to actually sit and, and go, you score
0: points on that one that i mean yeah screw it yeah. up it's like that's yeah pretty and, easy and you're one gonna to... feel
1: good and they're gonna feel good and you're gonna get a bunch of likes especially if you've made a bit of a joke about it or something um to sit there and go i realize this might be a bit unpopular but maybe there's some nuance about it. like i um and you know we've had this with with COVID. i i bit my tongue around COVID and stuff for a while but i just i started seeing more people who i love and respect like really going at each other on both sides and yeah Uh, so there's you know a few things i I got into those conversations and was trying to be like look guys there is some nuance on on i don't know what the answers are i I really hope i haven't at any point in this pandemic gone i know what we should do but (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame anyone for their beliefs because i've made i've changed my mind about 10 times on it sure sure um but you know it takes time to do that and i know like some of these things i might write three or four paragraphs but i've sat there for 40 minutes like (laughs) that's no that's not quite what i mean backspace yeah okay no hang on i've missed this and it's it's hard work and then i put it out there and i'd have to like shut down social media for 24 hours because like (laughs) i put it out and be like okay i don't want to look i don't (laughs) like it is it still worries me now it's like oh what if somebody doesn't like this you know we all i think have that fear of that rejection it's it's so easy online um it's one of the things that amazes me about ftca is that yeah well there'll be debates and feelings do get hurt. You know, it's not uh, everybody love each other all the time kind of group, because it's like, it could be that, but it wouldn't really help people, I think. Um, but the fact that it's, you know, it could go, you see other groups, they can descend into madness. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. The fact that you've got a group of this many people and we can all generally get on most of the time and have these conversations is, is very, very, I think it says something, It's. It speaks a lot, I think, to how you guys have led and kind of crafted the group because like having my own little couple of groups that are like, you know, tiny shrimp compared to the, the massive fish that is FTCA, um, I know how hard that is, but also it's probably something to do with the kind of people that we attract. Like, Yeah,
0: there are definitely people who have been in that that social media group that are brilliant and wonderful evidence-based practitioners. They just couldn't not descend into madness. Mm. Like they couldn't help themselves so much that yeah, we that. had to we had to remove them. And you know, that's a complete travesty, right? They'll go everywhere else in social media and be like, you know, screw the FTCA, they kicked me out for no reason. I'm an F. I'm an evidence based doctor. I don't know why they got rid of me. I'm like, yeah. well, you were also an asshole. <laughs> so, like the asshole part kind of came first, and you were just insufferable. You can always come back, like if you're not insufferable anymore. And we've definitely well, I, re- people... I remember seeing
1: you post that recently saying, you
0: know, anyone what? can, like, come, back can come back anytime you want. Like, yeah, that's
1: that's it's, really cool because it would be very, very easy to just go, nah, dude, you're out like blocked. That's it's it. not a personal... that would make your life easier as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not a personal thing at all. It's it's Ooh. like I've always put and the all the team members would say it would definitely agree with me, I'd put this group like the, I've I've always put myself into what's best for the group first, even if it's kind of like a tough love thing. And I do that with patients too. Like I don't pull, I don't, I'm not in this world to hope people like me. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's always a mission like, what's the mission here. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, what's the mission. And when I'm with a patient, they're the mission, even if they're in their own way, like they're getting in their own way. Yeah. And so sometimes I have to say things they're not going to like. And if they walk out on me and they don't come back and pay a bill or, you know, they don't keep giving me their money or whatever, I don't care. Even if it kind of like, I mean, I'm not rude in the office. Obviously, I have some decorum. But if I, like, if somebody's overweight and I'm afraid to bring up their weight, <laughs> you know, because I, they might not come back or they'll be, yeah, upset. That's, I feel that. To them. me,
1: that's, that's where a lot of cars, they miss patient centered because, if you do that like I had somebody today who man she was all like inflamed like and it's like something's going. I think we need to maybe look at some dietary stuff here like I'm not a functional medicine expert but it's like look I've got some ideas of stuff that I think we could try and I think if we're not dealing with whatever's sensitizing you like there's not a lot of point in me treating you I, I my personal opinion was I don't think manual therapy on its own is going to get you what you want and it was hard to do that because I know that's what she it was very clear. She had zero interest in anything other than language. Like she did not have any interest. I was like, I'll email some stuff. She's like, ah, no, I just don't wanna do it. And I could have gone, oh, okay, well tell you what, let's, let's ignore that and let's just treat you and, and hope it will work. But I'm putting my own feelings in the way of what she needs to hear. Now she may walk, I don't know if she's put back in. I haven't, this happened a few hours ago. Um, I don't know if she has, I don't know if she will, but maybe she has to go to a few other practitioners. And eventually she's like, right, I've exhausted everything else. All right, let's try this stupid dietary stuff that that Chris guy talked about a while ago. Um, yeah, I have a great story for this. Like, it, it's an actual
0: true story that happened. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, my partner's a functional medicine, he's an internal medicine specialist, an MD. And uh, at this time, this was my partner at the time, Dr. Gary Fordsman, great physician. Um, we saw a lot of older patients, a lot of blue collar patients. And, uh, there was a lot of spread and love around. It's a very happy place. Lots of flower bouquets of flowers in the waiting room. And just, just one of those happy offices, you know, where you're happy all day long, lovely place to practice. One day this, uh, this guy comes in draped over his wife's shoulder, you know, like an injured footballer is dragged off the field with his arms over two, two trainers. They yeah, literally yeah. like drag him off the field because he's so injured. That's how they dragged him into the office. And I'm like, oh, man, what are we going to be dealing with here? And we went through the workup. Uh, the fellow installs fire sprinklers. Um, you know, I'm like, well, what hurts? I'm, I'm expecting like a drop foot. I'm expecting like a, you know, whatever you want to call it, some sort of disc lesion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's like, what tragedy is like, my rib hurts. My rib is out. And I don't know if, if it's like that in the UK, but around here on the west coast, everyone's ribs are out. Yeah. <laughs> there's like an epidemic of out ribs on the yeah. west coast of, of, the United States. Yeah, like, there's, no the way, <laughs> there's no way there's uh, no way, uh, rib pain, dysfunctional rib is going to have you uh, being dragged in by your wife and her best friend, you know? Yeah. So n- now the red flags are up. I've got to investigate a little bit more and I go through the whole thing unexplained weight loss. Yeah, I've lost a little bit of weight. Well, how much have you lost in like the last two or three months? Oh, like 30 or 40 pounds. Not that big of a deal. I'm just not very hungry. like, okay, okay. Do you sleep at night? Yeah, I sleep all right. I toss and turn a little bit, but, you know, I got a little bit of stress. Well, do you have night sweats? You sweat at nighttime? You know, it's hot. We live in California. You know, and his wife's in the corner like. And so you got to. Just the
1: usual amount of red flags, you know? Yeah.
0: The include her in the conversations like he sweats through the sheets every single night and we sometimes we just change them in the middle of the night and get a new set of sheets and he'll sweat through those too. i i'm like you know. And so all those things are checking off and i'm like well what have you done for this before? I have a chiropractor he's just on vacation right now, so I just need you to do your stuff and I heard you have this laser so i'm just hoping you can laser this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I can get back to work, you know. And I'm checking him out. I'm like, all right, well, let's do the exam. lift his shirt up. And he has nothing less than a Quasimodo hump of disfigurement in his thoracic spine. And uh, by then it's kind of like obvious, like I'm not an, I'm not a cancer specialist, you know, Uh, that's not my thing, but I know that this is not something I should be touching.
1: Yeah. I know
0: this needs a referral. And I'm like, look, you know, let me talk to you about the, physical this i was younger of course so i'm gonna go through the physics of class four laser with them you know <laughs> you know laser increases metabolism and in this scenario we don't want to increase your metabolism uh so laser's not appropriate He's like i don't understand I'm like well and you know we really shouldn't be pushing on this area and i didn't want to i didn't want to like down his his uh his current provider his other chiropractor yeah, yeah, like
1: you know, you what know. the hell
0: was that guy doing you know i didn't want to say that out loud I, but <laughs> i think i probably gave him a pretty good hint <laughs> but to to get to this story he wanted what he wanted he was there for the laser and he was there because his guy was out of town and he heard i was good i was telling him i'm not going to give you what you want and he was getting angry hmm. And there was no way to communicate this being nice all day to nice people and saying nice loving words to everyone there was no way to get it through the salt of the earth crusty hardcore working man without being like look dude i don't have any other way to say it than the the language you speak i'm pretty sure you fucking have cancer and you need to go to a real doctor and get that checked out do you understand me right now and he's like oh well no one's ever put it that way before (laughs) I said, I'm not going to treat you. And I don't think anyone should treat you until you go get that checked out. Did he ever come back? No. Mm. Did I ever see him again? No. His friend came in a couple of years later and he's like, Oh yeah, I sent uh, so-and-so to see you. The sprinkler repair guy's like, Oh yeah, that guy, like, how's he going? He's like, well, he just wanted to say, if I saw you again, say, thank you. You totally saved his life. And he had a full blown, like just a, whatever volleyball sized tumor in his lung, whatever it was. And they got it out and he survived. Wow. And then a couple of years later, he, he, he was like, yeah, his friend was like, I was also his insurance agent and I was, he was buying a new, he was getting his uh, brand new BMW insured in my office. And so he was super happy that he had a new lease on life and all that. I was like, sweet. And like a couple of years later, I was on the freeway and he cut me off and flipped me off. <laughs> in his new BMW, he's like, I'm like, I was happy about that. I'm like, the guy's yeah. living his life, you know. He's
1: yeah. If it wasn't for me, I wouldn't have. know, yeah, I would have if been. If it wasn't for me, like he would be guy.
0: screaming down the freeway, just
1: doing his thing, you know. Yeah. So and I think um, I can't remember. I, I had somebody else talk about this before. Um, I was having this conversation with one of our associates today. Is I think that you know one of the one of the things I include in, in the lectures and the seminars and the course is the hero's journey and like how that that framework is a really good framework for reporter findings you know like i know john morrison story brand same story same brand, idea. yes absolutely john
0: morrison wishes it was his story brand
1: it's <laughs> dom miller i've he, heard it first from him so i'm giving it <laughs> but um you know i think that's a, a lot of us go wrong in that we think that we're the hero and it's that's like right. no man like your right. you know, best case scenario like if you do a really good job you you're get a to
0: facilitator be best. at best
1: yeah yeah like you know if you want to really big it up as much as you can on the best day on the best case you get to be obi-wan you're not luke skywalker and that's, that's never right. and that's that's pushing it i don't know <laughs> many of us are getting that far but um it reminds me of a patient i had years ago who um middle-aged woman she getting these crushing crippling headaches and it was just ruining her life she had two young kids that she could barely deal with like you know she was having to go to bed at 8 p.m every night because she was exhausted and she had this going on for a couple of years and you know it was one of those like real feel good responded so well super overjoyed super grateful like oh you've changed my life and my whole like imposter syndrome's quieting down and my ego's (laughs) feeling really good you know i've been out two three years and i'm like yeah man i'm like changing people's lives and uh exactly (laughs) have my strut on and uh you know she came in for a little bit and we did a little bit of maintenance and then she dropped off you know like many of them do and probably six to nine months after that i bump into her in the supermarket and uh you know what it's like when i bump into someone in the supermarket i think i know them it's because they're a patient when yeah. they think they know me they have no idea who i am like it's a very one sided <laughs> so i'm used to be like it's chris the chiropractor <laughs> oh yeah um but uh i was like oh hey jane it's chris. And she's looking at me a bit blankly. yeah it's chris the chiropractor and it's she's always looking, awkward yeah yeah and I was, i'm like. You know, like from like the clinic up the road. This is like a three-minute drive from our clinic. She's like, uh huh. I was like, you came to see me. We you saved she, your life. Heck. And she's like, yeah. it's was like, for the headaches. And she's still like, she's like, oh yeah, I was getting headaches or something, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> like inside, of it was like, your life was over. I, you know, like you were having such a tough time, but like, it was it was a really good experience. I laugh about it now because I kind of went home and was like, well, I've been humbled. <laughs>
0: like I know my role
1: like I I was not Obi-Wan Kenobi to her like yeah you know, I like and that was cool because it's like she's now living her life completely forgetting she was in this terrible place she's forgotten about it so much she forgot about the guy who changed her life and, and from
0: a pain science point of view that's the whole point you've
1: yeah eliminated exactly. the danger you've even eliminated the neuro tag of the memory of yeah. the
0: danger it's I not am, even there anymore all
1: right i'm gonna i've got to include that in the course now yeah you're no. a neuro
0: tag wow. eraser yeah
1: <laughs> but um but it was really cool because it was like yeah okay you know what we have a bit part in their lives like yeah. sometimes we're an extra like, yeah i like to think i had a line or two in hers but she doesn't remember what it was um and that's now something i look at like great you know what if they could ultimately forget they ever saw me that's that's a pretty cool thing like it's a bit tough on the ego, but if they're at the point where they're going, I can't even remember what it's like because now I'm doing the stuff I want to do, that's pretty cool. Sometimes you
0: can include that in the conversation. If you feel like it's the right patient, you can say, Look, our goal here is to do such a good job with you that you forget that you even had to be here at any point in time in your life.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, I'm definitely feeling that. I really like that. And
0: most people, most people are, uh, their chests are hurting when I say that out loud, but <laughs> that's a conversation you can have for some people. Yeah. So, as well i also think when it comes to having different personality type you know not just being so flexible with your own personality type as a provider but if you are if you are able to design a team that mm-hmm. has a bunch of different personality types that's very beneficial as well so you don't have to be all things to all people you know i am i'm amiable actually this last name maybe the whoever came over originally from our country the motherland the uk england and came over to the United States when they signed, uh, wherever they signed in as immigrants. The name was Amiable, which is a little more French, but it's amiable. Mm. So I am pretty much an amiable person, whether people oh, want to believe that or not. Um, you know, I can be my own way, but someone might walk in and I can identify that they they're we're just we're on two different ends of the spectrum here. If I have someone on my team that they're going to work better with it's much better to keep it in house than to burn through the patient and burn through the relationship and say, you know, my associate, you know, Jim or Mary or whoever, you know, they, they provide the same care I do. I just think they're just going to be such a better fit for your personality. I think you're really going to love working with them. Um, and, and I'd really like you to check them out. What do you think? And if, if you do that and you've got the best interest of the patient in mind, they're going to, they're not, they're going to go, that's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought anyone would do that. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's, that's Or if you have yeah. relationships
0: in the community, like thinking a little bit bigger than that, than just sort of trying to capture all this glory. Yeah, for it's got to
1: be me. And I've got to be, you know, it's, it's like, I, I've been a big proponent of this for a number of years of. I'm, i try and do less with my patients now because yeah rehab is really important but i'm not the best guy at checking their form and designing a rehab program. i can do a pretty good one um but i know trainers in the area who really know their stuff it's like you know what you just need a little bit of strengthening up need a bit more stability yeah i'll give you the big three i'll coach you on some basics there but you're hyper mobile and deconditioned as anything it's like man I'm, I'm not the guy for you with that like I can certainly help with the manual therapy and I'll coordinate your care and I'll liaise with them and all of that but I found the more I refer out um not only the better results I get but I get more referrals people I think worry when you start referring out oh they're going to go and see that acupuncturist and not me they're going to see that trainer and not me um I found the opposite because patients love it they love hearing you say I'm not the expert in everything like I'm really good at this but you need that so i'm going to bring somebody else on as well and you know i have just found that's made a much happier practice for me because i'm not i can focus on the stuff that i know i'm good at and i'm not trying to do like all the things i possibly could so you know like the they used to call it what was it the three types of stress like the triad of health yeah so you've got yeah. physical chemical emotional um the way i kind of explain this to patients now is like look if they maybe they need a little bit of all three is I'll go, we can, any of these, we can do the straightforward level or we can do the expert level. And the straightforward is I give you the things to do. So physical, that's your rehab plan. That's your stretches. That's whatever that is. Nutritional, I'm going to give you some basic things to try, maybe trial eliminating a couple of things, see if that affects it. Mediterranean, you know, whatever whatever you want to give You're them being basically.
0: a driver again. You're being a driver right now. I am. I'm you telling you. You were telling them what to do instead of asking them which ones they would like to do. Yeah,
1: This. this is, yeah, this is, later on in the conversation um <laughs> that's a good point and and then mental emotional you know we've got we have a an online course that's designed by a psychologist for patients i go look i can send you that stuff you can kind of work through this stuff the expert level like physical yeah chiropractors, we're experts in the physical so we're going to work at that at a higher level if you feel like you want a bit more support with either of these other two or if you we feel like we're not maybe getting the results, then I can refer you to an expert in those fields as well. And that's gone down really well with patients because I'm saying, look, I know about this stuff. And often they're going, yeah, no one's ever talked to me about stress or diet or whatever it is. I thought they were just going to crack my back. But at the same time, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm not claiming I know all this stuff. Um, and it's like an 80-20 thing. I'm like, look, most people, if they're on board with some dietary stuff, they just need some signposting to a slightly better diet. But if they yeah. really need the help with the dietitian, I don't want to be the guy going through like you know food diaries and stuff like that. That doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't I like found
0: me. like especially in this era where everyone everyone's sort of um, there's like a, a meme right right now of being an expert right of expertise. Mm. Yeah, everyone's sort of focused on what are you an expert of and. And are you an expert in this or that? You see it on social media too. You definitely see it on Twitter. If you say anything on Twitter, someone's gonna be like, what makes you an expert in that? And I, I find that when you do have these conversations, one way to sort of work around that is to preface your, your commentary with, I'm no expert. Like I'm not an expert in nutrition, but here's what I do know. Yeah. and I do know experts. And so we can, like you said, we can work with this either way. We can do a sort of well-informed approach to get you on your way so you can get started or we can send you right to an expert depending on what you prefer but either yeah. way you need to focus on this aspect whether it's nutrition or
1: rehab or whatever it is the psychology part cbt yeah. whatever um, exactly. and it's and it's to go back to your point about the different social styles Um, good buddy of mine stefan boss he, he calls it flavor he's like yeah he has this amazing multidisciplinary team but he's like i need different flavors of clinicians because yes He's like i'm not everyone's cup of tea you know I'm, I'm not gonna get on with everybody and we can try and do that and something me personally something i focused on with my focus on communication i've gotten pretty good at being more flexible than most people but it doesn't mean everybody has to be as flexible as possible um you know that's something that comes a bit easier to me maybe somebody else might go you know what like yeah those analyticals i really struggle lucky for me i've got an analytical associate who really vibes with them so yeah like you say, and yeah like the way you said that was perfect you just offer it you're not saying no look you're not my cup of tea I don't really like you I want to go send you somewhere well no else. no well
0: doctors, they don't do that they do that subconsciously
1: they yeah. push
0: people away That's subconsciously true. when they don't fit their paradigm you know you yeah someone who's really rehab focused and they want to work with athletes and somebody completely deconditioned smoker wearing the Jesus sandals you know or the Crocs you know and it's just not their kind of patient they subconsciously push them away. Yeah, They don't verbally actually physically put, I mean, most people, most of the time are mostly really good people on both ends of the spectrum, the doctor and the patient. And so these, all these chiropractors are really nice, loving. They want to be helpful. There's a little bit of the savior complex for sure. They want to help everybody and be the superhero. Yeah. And so if we take this conversation to a macro level, that's actually what one of the things that holds this profession back more than anything else we want to blame it on subluxation people and we want to blame it on the the quacks that give us a bad name but in reality what we have a problem doing is appealing with a really good product to a really large amount of patients of people because we want to still be sort of the superhero in the conversation instead of delivering something like the mission of world spine care that goes for a very specific thing the epidemic of low back pain and saying we just need to focus on that mission yeah and not focus on whether we are the heroes in the mission or not and if you can't if you don't understand some somebody's perspective from zimbabwe or haiti or the uk or spain or you know uh the asian countries like india and china and korea if you can't get this information out to a plethora of different types of personalities and you really only want to appeal to the people you like not only are you going to have a micro problem in your own practice but we have a huge macro problem in the profession as well
1: um, yeah completely i no, i totally agree and i think that's it's that trying to be kind of all things to all men um yeah i hadn't thought about scaling it up like that but that's definitely definitely true and that was and that was me like you know, when I first came out, it was I, I wanted to be the, not like I wanted to be worshipped as the savior, but I was like, I want to be the guy who you go, I've got a problem, I go see Chris.
0: Chris yeah, is my yeah. guy who sorts
1: that out. And yeah, because I wanted to help people help. And that's it's partly why I got into teaching because I want to help. Co- I've, you know, spent a lot of time and effort and work to find these things that work really well. I want to teach others to do that. There's a little part of me that still is when someone says, Oh, I did your course. It was, you know, all this wonderful praise that I'm like, Yeah, I did. So that. You-
0: you don't you don't see him in the store, and you're like, it's me, Chris, the guy you took the course from. The course, yeah. it's not like that. Like no, course,
1: I don't I don't recall any course. like yeah. Oh yeah, I think I. Remember. Oh, you do some like you did the little video on Facebook or something. Yeah, did you, you did
0: that? the th- you. It was you.
1: Yeah, and um, there's still you know there is still that little bit there, and I think that for me a big part of my own kind of personal growth is kind of making peace with that. Is going yeah that. That is my tendency. There's a bit of me that wants to be the fixer. And as long as I'm aware of that and I keep my eye on it and I don't let it grab the wheel because I'm pretending it's not there. That's perfectly
0: said. That's a great way to put it. And we have to admit that there are certain archetypes that will join this profession. Yeah. Yeah. that's, That's just, and that's kind of, we get what we get because we attract a certain archetypical type of person. You know, you see the life university sort of evangelical type of chiropractor because they were evangelical type of people. And this was a way that they can express it as a living. And you see people who were really sort of searching for certainty in their lives, and they want to find certainty.
1: Yeah. And
0: so they really, really cling to the evidence based side of this profession, because they can find certainty there. While other people find certainty in their belief. You know this belief of a of a of a life force that they can release with that their is enemies. it
1: just find it fix it that's what you yeah. gotta do so yeah, yeah tony
0: robbins has one of those he's like you know there's four basic human needs there's certainty significance uh connection and- connection and variety yeah and and most of the chiropractors we will typically see you know significance and certainty most people professionals it's like significance and certainty are their main Point. yeah I'm thinking it's not until they switch that to looking for social forward.
1: styles as well
0: yeah I think it does yeah, I think yeah all that...
1: That, that could map quite nicely that's interesting yeah it's
0: like a string theory of all things of how people behave <laughs> um when it really just comes down to the ultimate theory of just be cool man just
1: be cool <laughs> uh like my, my course is 14 hours of so just like <laughs>
0: You can, yeah, you can so let's let's wrap up talking about the course one more time so who is this course excellent for who should who's the ideal person that should be taking it
1: absolutely so the course is it's definitely for evidence-based practitioners um you know that's that's me that's my world that's what I live in um and it's there's a couple of different folks I find that the new graduates gravitate towards it because they know but they don't really know a lot of this stuff. They didn't have, you know, they train a little bit in college, but they don't have the time to get the experience in. So they know they've got to work on that. Um, Then then there's a group who often they've been out a few years enough for the Dunning Kruger to kick in. Um, They're like, no, my diary is busy enough. That means we're a community. This course would really help them, but I don't tend to see them because they don't think they need it. And then hopefully beyond that are the practitioners who they've got that growth mindset. They've got that real, you know, success drive. They want to be the best they can. They're always looking for new things to learn. Um, those are some of my favourite folks to work with as well, because I, you know, I certainly thought I was patient centred when I graduated. That was something that I, it was drummed into me in college with patient centred. I came and going, absolutely, that's what we should do. But over the last yes you know, ten years, I've learned I didn't really know what that meant. And one of the things I love hearing from people who who done the earlier versions of the course was. Oh, I didn't know what I didn't know like I thought I was being patient centered but now I know what that means at a kind of deeper level now I realize oh maybe I wasn't in quite the same way so you know experienced practitioners as well I think can learn a huge amount from it and it's communication is the one thing you're going to use for your entire career like you could go tomorrow and become an SOT practitioner and next year all you do is needle people and next year you do DNS on everyone like, you might estate. change your techniques around. You'll never change the fact that you've got to be able to connect and communicate with patients to use those skills. Those skills are really important, but if you don't connect with them, they don't come back. It doesn't matter how good your rehab skills are, your hands on skills are. Um, yeah. So, those practitioners, well, ones with that growth mindset, who really are just looking to always learn and improve.
0: Excellent. Uh, we have links that we're going to provide. Mm-hmm. and uh, And then, if anyone else, you know, if you're in the Facebook group, this Chris Chippendale, he's he's on there you can pm him you can slide yeah, his yeah, dms absolutely. you can you can just reach out to him and we'll yeah get so all there's that a intro.
1: few um so i just wanted to, to mention as well with the so the course if you want to get the pre-launch discount that does run out in five hours um what we're going to do then is close enrollment for a little while after that to get everybody on there up to speed to just finish off the last tweets and things like that so if you're super keen you can do that there is a money-back guarantee you know, first 30 days, if you log in it, you look at it, you watch some stuff and go, this isn't for me. You can have your money back. Um, I don't normally advertise this, but also if you get to the end of the course, if you complete it and you go, I didn't really get much from that, I'll give you a refund. The last thing sure. I want is somebody go, I did that course and it didn't really help. So, you know, there's there's kind of no risk of it in that way. But if you want to get that discount, you can do that now. After that, I'm guessing by the time this podcast airs, we'll have reopened it. Um, at the full price there but we're going to sort out some some deals and some discounts ftca members will get a special discount off that as well um do we want to go through those as well or save that for later uh yeah we'll save that for later but do what? you have a simple link for yes.
0: uh, that you especially for the people <laughs> yeah, listening, I'll talk on,
1: about all this stuff and don't tell you where to get it
0: on audio especially so that people can at least yeah uh, write down the link
1: so um I always need to preface this but if you ever start a business that is going to be dealing with people outside of the uk don't name it using a word that is spelled differently in the uk um, <laughs> we spell centered differently when i realized that i bought both domains so technically it won't oh, matter but if you go to patientcentered.co.uk.co.uk i think you guys often call it uh-huh. there, slash hpp that's happy patient project And if you use the code, um, I should have made it more memorable, but APR, HPP, APR, 22. Okay, Um, I'm going to look this up and make sure I got that right. But you can go there now, patientcentercouk slash HPP. Then you can get the course now. You can enroll in that. Um, What I've also got is if you just want some more info about the social styles model, um, I've got some content in the hub for members only. I did a couple of videos from the course on that. But if you go to patientcentered.co.uk forward slash, uh, I wrote this down uh forward slash forward, that's it. Yeah. Then I, I put a PDF with each of the four styles. So just some crib sheets for that, how to spot them, what they want, what they like, and how to then modify your history, your exam, your report or findings to that as well. So that's if you excellent. go on there, you can sign up to the newsletter, you can grab the PDF. If you don't want the newsletter you can unsubscribe straight away and just enjoy the pdf there so it's it's not a hard sell or anything like that it's just a useful little bit for each of those four styles just to help you get better connection with people um, hey look you know you what
0: um i got an idea because i like you there's just something about you i like i think we should do we should not just only do this again in, in the near future we should do this consistently like have these conversations, you and I on the podcast, I would love that. Stream. And, yeah. uh, and be, you know, come around to some specific target ideas and then focus on the target idea and communicate them to the group, the community and all that it's, this stuff's just too important. And no, definitely.
1: I, I would love that. I, I, as you obviously I'm a super
0: up. advocate of, of patient communication and, and true patient centeredness, I mean, versus the. The faux patient centeredness that we yeah. know, which is like ask
1: about their goals. And then yeah, right, right, right. your goals to them. Yeah. I was
0: nice to them, so I'm patient centered. <laughs> you know, I asked um, about their. Reason, yeah. <laughs> so let's make something about because uh, you know obviously you're you are emerging as the one who knows quite a bit about this subject. Dare I say an expert?
1: Oh, that's that's the imposter syndrome trigger except again. you don't
0: have a degree you don't have a degree
1: in patient communication so you're not a real expert that's why i'm not on twitter <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um so i did just check the sorry because otherwise i'm gonna annoy people without getting the code the discount code is hpp for happy patient project apr short for april two two so hpp apr two two sweet. um <laughs> of so i promised them something they can't get but um no i would i would love to do more of this um I've, I've had a great time chatting with you. It's nice to finally we've interacted quite a lot digitally, but it's it's sure. nice to do that kind of as close to face to faces we will get. So yeah, it's the more conversations the better, man. I would love that. Absolutely, closest
0: face to faces we'll get for now because I have yeah. two kids in college in the UK, so I I am I'm owed them a visit. Oh, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, one is also at the University of St Andrews.
1: Ah, cool. The next
0: one's University of London, so we've we've got a we've got a couple trips to the UK set up here. So we, we can do an be, in person podcast. Be, will will do in that would I've never done that in person, person. with beers. Yes, this will this will happen. <laughs> absolutely, right. yeah. It was great to meet you and talk talk instead of just chat chat. Yeah, over text. So let's do this. Uh, absolutely, thank, thanks for having me,
1: man. It's been really good fun. Absolutely, I'm, I'm assuming one or two people might be on the live stream. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Thank you
0: both of you. That's a, thank you both of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. But yeah, thanks again, Bobby. It's been great fun. Really enjoyed it.